and welcome back to the golfing edition of the Burnley Podcast. I'm joined by Thomas. I'm joined by Tom. Uh, both of our teams have begun the golfing season. Toronto Maple Leafs have been eliminated in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs by the Florida Panthers in five games. A little ironic considering the, that Tom called the Leafs in five. They end up losing in five. Uh, a very disappointing second round for the Leafs who finally get over the hump of their first round demons, but they are not able to win more than a game uh, in the second round. So guys, I know you're probably pretty upset with the result, but I'm going to throw to Tom. What happened, man? Wow. You're really going to put me under the bus like that. We got to go first. All right. Where do we start? What did I say all year? Mitch, when the moment gets big, what do you do? You care too much. You care too much. You didn't show up. To be fair, he was one of the only ones with a goal. Uh, him and Neilander were the only two of the big four to score a goal. Austin, man, your wrist is broken. We saw that picture in the handshake line. That's not good. Leon Dreisel had a broken wrist, and thanks to Petrangelo, and he did all right. There's You can overcome an injury like that. Find different ways. Everybody has injuries. You got to get it done. When the moment gets big, they just get it done. Jordan fucking Martinuk gets it done, right? There's there's players out here that get it done. And time after time after time, three of the four of the big four did not get it done. You can even add in O'Reilly to that. And if you want to go as far down and say uh, Morgan Riley, two out of your seven top players were ghosts. You can't win like that. Morgan had a fantastic first round. Not as good of a second round. Willie was the only one that looked like he cared. Which is amazing for somebody that we know doesn't care at all. I think the same thing that I talked about like going into next year. Boston was such a good team this year. They put up 130-something points. To drop out of a playoff spot, they would have to drop 40 points in the standings. That's not happening. The same thing happened with Florida this year. They were a good team last year. They're still a good team this year. They have gamers on it. Matthew Kachuk. Sorry, Russo. But he is... You were right. You were right. He is one hell of a fucking player. I only said it for six years and no one believed me. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I'd love Matthew Kachuk over Mitch Marner. That dude's a gamer. He gets it done. He had a quiet series, but you know what? He had one game where he won that game. There is a lot that the Leafs can change. And Thomas, we will have months to talk about that because like there's a draft in a month Mm -hmm. we don't know who our gm is Mm -hmm. there's 14 or something ufas on the roster we don't know who our gm is we don't know who our president is we don't know who our coach is so one of before i turn this over to you i will say the entire plan of building up uh and we talked I think at least we're down 3 nothing, right, last mm-hmm. time. And we said, if there's any team that can do this, it could beat them because they're stupid enough that they could, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all of the miracles that they seem to pull off every single time, it was just, they did it. They found a way against all odds. I would love for them to get it done when their back isn't up against the wall and they haven't gone over the cliff. They haven't gone too far. There's still a chance they can take a lead. 
I would love them to put up that game four performance in games one and two. Right. I don't know why it's not there. Man, eight years of building for this. And what one playoff round. I think everybody's feeling it. Dubas is feeling it. Shanahan's feeling it. Key's feeling it. All of the core four, they keep saying, we want to be here next year. Too bad. Too bad. I don't care. I don't care if you really loved each other that much and you wanted to be here and you think you could have done it. Why didn't you do it the last five years? Your time's run out. One of mm-hmm. you is gone. And I don't even know who it is. Mm-hmm. I think logically, Mitch makes the most sense when you're looking at the core four. Can't get rid of Tavares. Sorry, he's here. It might be Austin. It might be Willie. We have time to talk about that. But one, if not two of the three, is gone. And you have no choice. And it sucks. We'll see what happens. But what do you think? Yeah. Um, I think if we had a prediction on this episode and I told you guys that the Toronto Maple Leafs would be playing the Florida Panthers in round two, honestly, we'd get a clean sweep of the Toronto Maple Leafs probably in what, five games, six games at the start of the playoffs? Yeah. Like, uh, Russo, would you take the Leafs? If it was at the start of the playoffs? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And so they get the Florida Panthers. What do we talk about? What did Russo say, I think, the last two years, and especially at the predictions episode of round one? Your star players have to be your star players. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case in round two where we last talked about it. I think we, I think it was game five or six before that in Tampa, and we were like, the star players got to show up in the big moments, man. And that wasn't the case in round two. Obviously, Tom, you alluded to some of them not showing up, uh, getting the goals done, getting the points, getting some wins for this team. That didn't happen, and Russo said it all along. It's the star players that are going to get it done. It doesn't mean the depth has to step up. They could be great, but unfortunately, the the guys you're paying the most money to have to be their best players on the ice at every single time, and they weren't in the round two. And I didn't love the press conferences from the core four. Um, a little bit annoyed at what they were talking about and what they were alluding to with, we love playing with each other. Tom, you just said that. If you loved playing with each other, you should have got it done in the last five, four years. They've been together. Like, they also, I don't think they, anyone, one of them took accountability at, as, at well, as all. Like, they didn't. No. And I got mad at Mitch's. Did you hear what he said? Uh, he's like, yeah, we have this core around. We're all under contract for years to come. No, you're not. You're not. Mitch, I'm sorry. You're no. Cali Yarncroke is the. <laughs> Is the longest remaining forward yes. on this team. Yeah. And in Riley, England. Morgan Riley. Forward. And, but like Riley's back there. Mitch, Austin and Willie are gone in a year if nothing happens. You're yeah. gone in a year and a half if nothing happens. You don't have years to come. I'm sorry, man. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Unless you all come back for eight million bucks, one of you is gone. Right. And I think Tavares said this in his press. I'm just, it's in my notes right now, but I think he, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, we had some balances that didn't go our way. We had some chances, but obviously didn't go our way. Unfortunately in round two, John, like that doesn't exist, man. It's either you score the goal or you didn't and you take accountability for it. I know you're the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, like you're untouchable and you don't have this no move clause, but like 
you need more from a captain in the Stanley Cup playoffs for than John Tavares did in the second round, especially. And then you acquired a captain going into here, Ryan O'Reilly, who didn't have a great second round as well. But he said, I wasn't good enough, didn't create enough, need to step up in more round two. You just acquire that guy, and he's talking about how he wasn't good enough. That's if that just if that doesn't say re-sign that guy right now, I don't know what I don't know what you're doing as a GM or player in that locker room. Like you you love that player, what he just said, because we all know he wasn't good and he took accountability for it. And that's the first time I think a, a Toronto Maple Leafs forward has said that in the last couple of years at his caliber. And you know, I think he's gone just because he wants kind of the money, he wants to test free agency. That's the first time I believe he's done that. And he's had uh, a chance to go to another team, another cup contender, because unfortunately we've been told a lie for the last couple of years that this team is a cup contender. Like clearly not, obviously, if you have those four leading you, it's just, it hasn't worked. And we talked about it again, Russo yesterday at the Jays game. Honestly, I think they're all back. Like it's, I don't think they're going to change anything. You think they're all back? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think they have the balls to move any of them. No. I don't no, care who the GM is, I, whether it's Dubas or whether it's somewhere else. I don't, mm, I don't think they're going to have the ball. It's to too do big it. of a trade. And, and quite frankly, who is taking Marner at 11? Who's ta- unless Columbus was going to give him 14. There's takers. Great, he's, great, but they're not doing 14 anymore. He's a hundred. They're, they're not trading for him anymore. He's, he's a hundred point, point player who's never hit 100 points. Who was up for the Selkie, plays in all of roles. He's very good. He is a very good hockey player. Yeah, Except but he's four only games, five, get, six, seven in the playoffs. He's only getting you to game 82. Mm-hmm. No one cares, unfortunately. Like, yeah, sure, somebody will probably take him, but like, like I, I said it to you guys the last time we spoke. I right. wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole. We already have a Huberto. And I know what it's like having that kind of player that is just going to whine and bitch the whole time. I'm not touching him. And I guarantee there's a lot of GMs out there that watch the way he played and watch the way he sulked and the way he treated his GM after getting that contract. And then, again, I've said it so many times, how many times he he begged and begged and begged and bitched that, that money. He got it, and then what did he do for you? Nothing. We talk about GMs not touching players or guys getting alienated from the league due to their attitude. Mm-hmm. Marner's not going to get booted out of the league, no. but there's going to come a point in time where there's only going to be very few teams that want to go near him. If you're talking trades, Nylander is the only one I would willingly trade for. Matthews is great. Don't get me wrong, but he's going to command $15 million. Are you really going to give him that? I, I don't care that he scored 60 last year. I think, I think that's the outlier season. To. I think, unfortunately, you have to. because Well, like- that's if you're trading for him. Because, but I'm not, I'm not paying him more than McDavid or McKinnon. I am sorry. I'm not. No, there's a ceiling. That's what he wants. It's 12. I think it, I don't, he's going to get 13 or 14. He's getting it Mm -hmm. because, because he's not, unfortunately, Matthews isn't the type of guy that's going to take the discount. He's going to go, no, give me all the money. I don't give a fuck. That's what it seems like. And I think, unfortunately, like all of them, unless they have a change in heart, are all going to command more money. Yeah. And then what do they do? Just chew up a bigger part of your cap mm-hmm. where it already didn't work. 
I love William Nylander. And like Russo, we talked about this last night. He's the only one I'd give the raise to. The only one. Because he's the only one that in the playoffs outperformed his regular season. He, he showed season. up. He had 40 goals in the regular season. He though. did, but like there was always an aspect to him where it's like, Willie doesn't, he's not here tonight. He doesn't care that much. That's like all of them though. Sure, like he every scored a goal, but like he wasn't driving play. He was just there to finish and because he, he's just better than everybody else he scored. In the playoffs, he legitimately was the only one on the team that went, we need a goal. I'm going to go try to score this. And he did it repeatedly. And as the number one guy, he can't do it. He's not, a but he's not the number one guy. He's not supposed he's, to be. He's the four. He's a number two, probably on a really good team. He's supposed to be the Maybe four. A number, supposed to be, but he's but he's performed like the best one. And what does that say about the other guys? <laughs> exactly. Like, what does that say about Austin Matthews? What does that say about Mitch Marner? Like this is you where know? any like, other logical team would go. Willie Nealander is our top player in the playoffs, right? You're like a Carolina or Nashville where they have an internal cap and X player is the most you're going to make. And the Leafs go William Nealander. Willie, Willie, do you want eight, nine? Cool. Great. Now everybody's below you. That's not the case. Unfortunately, he's their lowest paid of the. Which four. is going to make it, which is going to make him the easiest to trade. Mm-hmm. Because Thomas and I were talking about it last night. How many teams in the league have more than $11 million in cap space to spend? There's not many. And the ones that do are the teams that aren't buying on these types of players, mm-hmm. right? You've got Buffalo. Yeah, sure, maybe. Arizona, no. Anaheim, no. Detroit, no. Oh, Detroit's got eight, uh, $8 million in caps, so not even. You're only looking right now at Arizona, Buffalo, and Anaheim. Those are the only teams that have like you're looking um, at money in, money out, right? So yeah, you're looking and, at and the, the thing is, it's like if you're trading Marner, are you doing it for a superstar for a superstar swap where you're bringing another guy worth 11 ish million dollars, or are you bring in two guys that are worth five to six million dollars each? Those are hard trades to make, yes, on, in, in a hard cap world. It's a hard trade to make. Um, so like. It Nylanders is the easiest because he makes six nine and he's well worth that money and a lot more. Yeah, he goes to open market today. What does Nylander get? 10? Nine, 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 yeah, ten. Yeah, easy, like 10. easy. So I don't know, man. It's like like Thomas said. If O'Reilly's the only guy taking some accountability, which got issue. It seems it seems like every single year it's Dubis comes out says I need to be better. Right, every yes. single year. Said it last year. Said it the year before. I don't know if he said it this year, but from what I heard, it seemed like this year took a really big toll on him. He looked broken because his entire yeah. plan just didn't work, and he had to accept it. Yeah, Matthews always comes out. Ah, well, ah, we lost. Marner, ah, well, we lost. Nylander always looks like kind of cheery, but I mean, he did his best. Tavares, same thing. You know. Uh, I watched some of Drysaddle's press conference and the way he was talking about his team and how he had to be better. And he goes, we need to be better. I need to be better. And we want to win here. And you go look at what Marner says. He's like, well, we all wears on our contracts. And the that guy carried this is, team. He had 13 goals yeah. in so many games, that guy. 14, yeah. I think. 
given he he wasn't very good from games no, three to six. But, no, but like he still carried much more than he was supposed to, right? It, unfortunately, when you look at Edmonton, it's McDavid and it's a, and it's a dry saddle, and that's clearly it. yeah, clearly not. It's like those two guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, Nuge wasn't as good as he was in the, in the regular season. Nuge had very two, clearly two points, two is that five on five. Or something like that. But the the Oilers as a whole were bad five on five. McDavid didn't have many five on five, but like they were still making it happen on the power play. The Leafs weren't. I mean, like, and again, I don't want to hear anything about the officiating. No. Say what you want about Game Five. Okay. Whether that goal by Riley was a goal, whether there should have been a penalty on Mark Stahl, who cares? Would they have scored? Probably not. They tied the game. They had a chance to win, and they didn't do it. You know, like I've never seen, and it's not you two, but just like I've never seen a fan base bitch and complain so much about officiating and how the the league isn't against the Leafs, guys. The league is not against Toronto. Do you not think Gary Bettman wants the Leafs in the finals every year? Of course he does. It's the biggest no, market. No, but the league knows that people think that, uh, like they should in theory favor them and it does go the other way they but do go they, but but it, they're not against toronto it's not a thing you can sit take any team any team would probably say the same but they're not against toronto you want to talk about missed calls? you want to talk about missed calls matthew kachuk got hauled down right behind floor right behind the toronto now on a scoring chance there wasn't a call you couldn't see the puck in the net guys <laughs> It wasn't a goal. You couldn't see the puck in the net. Now, let me ask you this. If they have VAR technology, like a well, real they don't. league. They, they should. Don't. I don't know why that's not. They should, already. but they don't. <laughs> if they do, hypothetically, hypothetically. The if they have the, the puck's in the net, yeah. But, but according by the to rules, rules, you can't see it. So it's not in. By the rules, it's not in. It's a no. foot across the line under his pad. You know exactly where under his pad it is. And By you know exactly according to the rules, you can't is. see the puck. I'm sorry. You yeah. can't see it. And honestly, but, guys, and, it, like I know that would have tied the game. I don't think they would have won that game either way. Like, well, they, they tied any- it anyway. And people are like, oh, they would have won 3-2. You don't know that. Florida sat back in the third. They yeah. let the Leafs come to them. They didn't push. How many did... The Panthers in the third did not go in the offensive zone. No, nothing. It was they chip such in, a good, get out, yeah. chip in. It was in and out, yeah. in and out, you know? Very well. Look at the way they played in overtime. They dominated overtime, the Panthers. Mm-hmm. It was theirs to take. Yep. So there's no guarantee that even if that's called a goal, there's no guarantee at least win that game. Right, right, right. And look, you had a chance. Yes. Matthews had plenty of chances. Couldn't get it done. Marner, same thing. Couldn't get it done. So, <laughs> look. Was I upset last year when the Coleman goal got disallowed? Yeah. Did I blame it? They blamed the Flames losing that series because of it? Nope. Flames lost that series last year because they didn't play better than the Oilers. Jacob Markstrom was terrible, right? What was the reason? Like, don't go down three nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't go down three nothing. Don't put yourself in that position. Like, it's it's unfucking believable. And again, the whole and. Again, I saw some editor in Leaf tweets, and this guy's elite. I love this guy. And he's talking about how they got goalied by a crap goalie. No, you didn't. I said it last week. They paid $10 million to Sergey Bobrovsky to do that. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Who did they get goalied by last year? Who did they get Andre goalied Vasilevsky. by the year before? The year before. Harry Price. We're or talking Vasalo. about 
everybody from Corpusalo to Andre Vasilevsky to fucking we were to one degree away from Alex Lyon being goalied against us. Like, it's not the At goalies. At some point, that excuse has to stop. It had to stop three years ago. Score a goal for fuck's sakes. Like, I know Johnny, when Johnny Gaudreau was on the Flames, I know for there were a few years where he was quiet. But you certainly couldn't look at last year and been like, oh, yeah, it was his fault they lost. No, no, no. You couldn't look at him last year and be like, yeah, it's Johnny's fault. No. Years past, maybe you could say, yeah, score a few. But, like, poor guy last year tried, right? Like, you can tell every single game, like, at least I watched, I looked at him like, well, fuck, you're trying, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Puck's not going in, but you're still fucking going at it. Right. And you got to go like... Jake Ottinger. That was legitimately being goalie. That was legitimately being goalie. He played the best playoff series in the cap era. Like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> um, but like, it's but like you watch the games and it's like, what doesn't Marner didn't do fucking anything? Nothing. And that's what I think should piss people off. Mm-hmm. Instead of blaming the fucking officiating. Blame Matthews and Marner for being fucking dog water. Because they were, like, we talked, again, we talked about this. We talked about it last night. It's like, what the fuck were they doing? Like, they were brutal. Brutal. And I don't know, like, what it is. It's mental. The the moment is too big for Marner. He's not built for this shit. He cares too much. That's the thing. I don't think he cares enough. I don't think he cares at all. (laughs) He doesn't look like he cares at all. No, he cares too much. You... If he cared too much, he would have done more. Because he wants to be the guy. Because by all accounts, he's not the guy. He wants to be the guy for his team, right? And there's so many like times where it's just, Mitch, just make that simple play. Get mm-hmm. it? You have time to get it out of the zone. You have time to get it deep in the zone. Just yep. make the simple play. Get it on net. And what does he try to do? Tries to spin around a Travis Dermott it. He tries to go cross ice to Austin and it gets intercepted. He, it's not there. He cares too much because he wants to be in that spotlight. He wants to be the guy for his team. And it doesn't, it hasn't fucking worked. No. Send no. him somewhere That's else where issue. he doesn't need to care. Problem like, is just like he doesn't, I, I he, Moment gets too big for him, I think. Very. Um, I don't know why was Justin Hall still playing. I don't know. Twenty minutes a night too, like ridiculous. Like, Come fucking, on, man. Like he's gone, right? I don't know. It's you can't put all the be... blame on him, right? Like it's just players who didn't wake up. But you got out coached by fucking Paul. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Paul Maurice, who yeah. we. Oh, we clowned the Panthers when they hired him. <laughs> That's what I mean. We clowned the Panthers when they hired him. Turns out Andrew that was Burnett. one hell of a hire, man. You had, you had Andrew Brunette. You guys just won the fucking President's Trophy and Paul Mar- Maurice. And look what he's done with this roster. And I remember when the Kachuk trade happened, I was like, how is this going to work? Paul Maurice hates this guy. And look at Matthew Kachuk now. Because you all remember the Shifley incident from the bubble, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, no one was as good as Kachuk, unfortunately. Nobody. Like he was, he he only had five points in five games. None of them were goals, but he was the best player in the ice every single night. Yeah, worked his so, ass off. Yeah. Nobody was at. Nobody was n- near as good 
No. Nick Cousins had two goals in this series. Yeah. The opener and the closer. Like, and again, I don't want to hear it about Radko Gudis holding the guy's stick. Sure, should have been a penalty. Yeah, but they missed it. They missed a lot on both sides. So, (laughs) yeah, like, it's not like it was just against the Leafs. The officiating was just horrific across the board. You had Mark Cuban, an NBA (laughs) owner, going, is this, this is allowed? And everybody went, no, but we kind of suck. Yeah. So let it happen. Go watch the Carolina series against the Devils. Go watch the Vegas Edmonton series, like, uh, Matias Ekholm got high stick blatantly in the yeah. face. They didn't call it. God. And I would say that's way worse than any missed call in the Leafs series. Bunting you did know. get high sticked in game five, and it was a double. It should have been a double iron, but they didn't. I don't know. Game four. Game four. Was it game four? Game four, where he that was bleeding was the and most... they. Yeah, they stared Bunting. at him. And it's like, the bunting rule. <laughs> he saw his bunting there. God, fuck you. 22. <laughs> I want to bring up, also, I want to bring up bunting... something, if that's okay. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. It's such a double edged sword because. I know this is another series, but Jason Robertson has two goals in the playoffs. He did nothing against the Seattle series. Barkov did nothing. He's the captain of the Florida Panthers. Basically was invisible the whole series. Didn't know he was playing. But winning solves everything. And the Panthers and Stars overcame that because other players had to step up. Look at Rupert Hintz. Rupert Hintz is the man. If Dallas goes to the finals, Rupert's got to be up there for... Mm -hmm. uh, Dude, look at MVP. look at thirty-eight year old Joe Pavelski. Yep, unreal that dude is. Um, Off what, the I will floor just and four on the board. Yeah, I just want to say in regards to Barkov, he didn't have the points in the series, but I thought he did a hell of a job defensively. Okay, yeah. I thought whenever he was out there, I thought he was doing a whether it was against Matthews or it was against the Tavares line. I thought he did a hell of a job. Offensively, god awful. The two yeah, 16s in that and, series and, were just offensively. Yeah, terrible. I thought Barkov didn't obviously he didn't produce much offensively, but um, I thought defensively he was really good. And the and the Panthers, the Panthers weren't going to win this series if it was going to be a high scoring series. They had to do it the way they did, right? So I think in that case, Barkov has to you give him some credit defensively. But yeah, you obviously want a little bit more offensively. But it helps when you have like Brandon Montour on the back end just going crazy so um i don't know so i i said i don't anticipate much change maybe a coaching change maybe dubis is gone i know thomas you kind of think the same way tom you think they're they're all back i'm dubis gets his what do gms get they get one bullet at their coach uh unless you're brad tree living and you get five yeah <laughs> so <laughs> keith will be keith will be dubis's bullet Dubis, I want to say he's going to be back. I think he has to take a good hard look at like, can he fire and chip away his friends? I think that's going to be hard on him. I think when um, you take that job, you have to have you have to have the balls. And to do that. that's why I'm saying, Shanahan, get out of here, man. You've been here too long. Dubis, you're better suited as probably a president. Uh, just you run the organization so flawlessly. Let somebody else be in charge of the trades and the signings you do a good job but run the rest of the hockey team bring in somebody else who can do your dirty work for you and that's what i would like i don't care who it is honestly uh i know eric tulski is one guy that's popular i don't really care 
I don't have a guy. I don't really have much to say about a potential GM. I just think Dubas probably better suited for president, and the Leafs are probably better suited if he is. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. I don't have much left to say. I mean, we've. I feel like we've said the same thing for four years in a row or whatever. How long we've been doing this? Thomas, you have anything left to add before we we move on? But it's been a long time. But like. All their free agents, they have like what twelve, maybe UFAs Someone or something like that. Like that. Yeah. Nine, I don't think. Maybe two of them are back. They're I'll the tell you exactly aren't right in now. a bad position. No, I know, I get that, but like, just based on like what these guys can make on the open market, like it's just like yeah. I don't really. Yeah. So, yeah. um, like Kerfoot UFA, gone, O'Reilly gone. UFA, I think gone. Amp mm-hmm. UFA, Achari UFA, gone. Bunting UFA, gone. gone. <laughs> uh Wayne Train UFA, he's probably Retired. gone. Uh Zach Aston Reese UFA. Gone. Justin Hall UFA. Better Luke be Shen gone. UFA. Yep. Eric Gustafson oh. UFA. Uh Ilya Samsonov RFA. Um and Victor Mete RFA. There's some names, and it'll be like the Shens of the world, and I can see Comp coming back for the Kerfoot mm-hmm. deal. Uh I think you give three and a half to David Camp in that range, like give him some money, whatever. He's fine. Uh, There's a lot of room here. If Robertson can be healthy, if nice shows up, that's two PLC contracts that you have. There's room here. And the Leafs do. Yeah. And the Leafs only have three picks in the upcoming draft. Boston's not an issue. First, I'm not worried. Uh, their own fifth and their own sixth. So, I mean, so basically their being... own fifth and sixth because that first is going but with Murray somewhere. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> yeah. So no. no Murray LTIR Island. That's the that's the rumor. Or you just buy him out. With that. You yeah. just buy him out. Save your pick. What an awful I don't think deal. the buyout's gonna be that much, but yeah, I just buy him out. See you, Matt. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Dubas tried. <laughs> Had to bring in his he was on the Sioux, right? Murray was yep. on the Sioux at one yeah. point. Yeah. Makes sense. So like it wasn't that bad if Wall didn't show up. Joseph Wall well looks good. Did. Yeah. Joseph Wall is there's one. Yeah, there's your tandem next year is Samson Alvin Wall. And whether you think that's good or not, I mean That's good. That's good. Uh two differing styles. Both guys can play, alternate, both will be hopefully healthy yeah we will do some trade mock trade proposals i did see a lot of people throwing out the name connor hellebuck i mean you you look at the goalies you know where mitch can't care winnipeg imagine all right so moving on from the leafs uh i just want to quickly touch on a couple things uh regarding flames wise i'll start with the wranglers uh they are facing elimination tonight they had a hell of a game against coachella valley the other night went to triple overtime uh, Joey Decord made 60 saves. Uh, it just seems like May 15th, uh, goalies love to go Super Saiyan against Calgary. It was exactly one year ago Monday that it was uh, Game 7, Flame Stars, where Jay Gonger played out of his mind. But obviously we know the Flames end up winning that game. But So the Wranglers do face elimination tonight. Uh, I will not be able to watch the game because Thomas and I have our own game at 11-15. That ought to be fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I did catch some of the game. 
um, Monday night. I thought it was a good game until I fell asleep because it started at 1030. <laughs> so it was, uh, hopefully they win tonight. I know Pelche and Phillips had a really good game Monday night. They just, uh, they just couldn't, uh, this couldn't bury a third one past uh, Joey DeCord. So uh, we'll see Coachella Valley. They're a hell of a team. So guys, you guys can do this, do something good here. Um, and then real quick, Pierre Lebrun wrote an article yesterday um, saying that the Flames GM search seems to be nearing its end. Um, it unfortunately seems like it's probably going to be Craig Conroy. Um, I don't love it. I've kind of voiced my opinion on that before where I don't want an internal hire for the GM. They did seek permission to uh, interview Brendan Pridham, the current AGM of the Leafs. I think that would be really great. I mean, I think he's a really solid hockey mind. I feel like anybody who works in the Leaf organization is a really more progressive kind of forward thinking uh, mine, especially if you're in upper management, I feel like they've always done a pretty good job. And obviously, he's been a wizard with the cap over these past number of years. Without him, the, the Leafs are probably not even able to ice like a legal salary compliant team. So, I mean, I think he would be a really solid person to have up there. I don't know if it's going to happen. Obviously, if Dubis does get uh, promoted to president of hockey ops. You have to think Pridham's going to be the, the next GM. Right. But, I mean, we'll see where it goes. Again, I don't love the idea of Conroy, but it seems like a lot of people are pushing for him. I still would love to see Eric Tolsky at least interviewed. Obviously, Carolina's in the playoffs. It's going to be a little more difficult, to, especially with the draft upcoming in about a, just under two months. Um, it's going to be difficult to you know, do that. You obviously need somebody in there with some knowledge, start scouting and all that. Um, But we'll see. I mean, I'm getting a little impatient. I do want them to name a GM, but like I said, if it is going to be one of those outside guys, they kind of have to wait for the season to come to an end. So uh, I'm pulling for Pridham. I mean, if Conroy gets it, I mean, it just feels like you're going to be running its course. It <laughs> feels like nothing's really it, to me. It feels like nothing's going to change. Like if they're going to hire a head coach internally, that's totally fine. Like, I mean, if it's Mitch love or if it's Ryan Husta, or even if you go out and get Andrew Burnett, I don't have any issues. The GM is where I really want to be external. I've said it so many times, how I just want a new voice, new direction, come in and look at this as a full scope. I mean, I, I just don't think you're going to get that with Conroy. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, so the, I know a lot of people didn't love the second round. Um, hmm. but I thought it was fun. I thought there were some good games. It sucked. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. I the only it. close series was fucking Toronto and Florida and it ended in five. Yeah. I mean, I think the Jersey series would have been better if they didn't get blown out a shitload of times. Like game five was really good. Um, and man, those devils, they're going to be, they're going to be a problem moving forward. They, they really, really are. I think this is the first year of many, um, for them to get going, but I mean, we'll see. I mean that like, I don't even know what my favorite series around two was. I don't even know either. The Seattle series was good. Probably that one. Yeah. That's it. Big shout out to the Kraken, man. Did went a lot further than any of us thought. 
I don't know if it's sustainable the way they played. I still think they need the guy. Like, they don't really have a star, a superstar. As great as Jared McCann is, he did score 40 this year. I still feel you need the guy, and whether it's going to be Beneers taking another step, who's going right. to Shane Wright, like, who knows what, what's going to happen with him. Um, I don't. I just still feel like they need that guy. They didn't have Burkowski. No, basically from like January on, I don't think he didn't play. So, I mean, that's a tough blow. Maybe if you have him, maybe you get a goal from him in game seven. But, I mean, yeah. do you guys have any thoughts on round two going into round three? Uh, what is it? It's the same as the bubble besides Florida. Replace Florida and Tampa. Carolina yeah. didn't make it to the conference finals. Uh, it, was, it was New York, Tampa Islanders. Right. That's what it was. But it is a Vegas-Dallas rematch. Which is, I think, going to be a pretty good series. I also think this time around, it's going to be a lot better. Both teams are better than they were three years ago, especially Dallas. And (laughs) both teams are are fun. Like, Dallas on the bubble was so uh, defensive. Yeah. They played like an Islander style. And it's just, it's completely changed. The Dallas Stars are a high-flying offense. Mm -hmm. They're fun. They're really fun. And imagine uh, if Robertson gets going here. Mm. It's crazy. He has 12 points in 13 games, but again, like two goals, man. Yeah, non existent. Uh, if he gets his game going, I mean, they're going to be tough. They're gonna Let's be tough put an game. over under for uh, how many Vegas goalies are going to be used. Wow. Two and a half. Uh, as long as yeah, Aiden Hill doesn't yeah. get hurt, I think they're going to only use Aiden. I just don't get how you can be like that consistent in the playoffs with that many goalies like it's actually pretty impressive what they're doing to be honest does anyone find it weird that they gave up a first to get jonathan quick and they haven't used him at all that's crazy like again and i know quick isn't the goalie he used to be he's been pretty piss poor since getting to vegas but man what did they pay for him exactly it was a first and something was it actually a first yeah Yeah, it was a first so like I, from I, Columbus look, to Columbus, right? From Columbus, yeah. Look, and I understand he's not the goalie he once was, but man, like he's like <laughs> when they started the playoffs, they were scratching him. <laughs> yeah. They were scratching goalie? him. The guy they gave up a first round pick for, they were scratching. <laughs> How many goalie and, injuries does it take to get to Jonathan Quick on the depth chart? Probably more than five. <laughs> well, he's on the bench currently. Or less than five. Because Logan Thompson, I believe, is still injured. Yeah. Yeah. So like they have him. So it's it's Brassois who's injured. <laughs> Hill, Quick, and then they probably have some other guy that Petura, the AHL goalie. Yeah, that guy. Like they're weird. You should see yeah. them on an HL twenty three. Like you're scrolling through like their cap. It's like, why the hell do they have five goalies in the NHL? <laughs> Dude, they're so weird. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And but, do you see the people uh, online bashing the Vegas Golden Knights? Like, basically, like they're all like they're cheating. I'm like, come on, like, everyone's injured on their team, and they're still doing this. Like, it's impressive. Yeah, my Mark Stone is not even close. No, to I think he's going to retire after this run. I and he's be been great. Yeah, which would suck because he's been yeah. great. Uh, Jack Eichel was a monster in that series, yeah. man. He was playoff Jack is legit, and like it, he's been waiting his entire career for this. And his first playoff, he's going to the conference final. And you know how sweet for it him, must man. be to take down Connor. Oh, he's see, I, they asked him oh. about it, and he was just like, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter. You know, internally, yeah. he's like, I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> you you absolutely know he's like, I'm fuck yeah. Like, so uh good for Jack, man. I mean, he could have been a flame, but they didn't pull the trigger. And 
what could have been. Uh, but yeah, great, uh, honestly, awesome series for Eichel. Marshall Show was great. Uh, Shea Theodore was great. We didn't even talk about Alex Petrangelo. Yeah. Now he almost just like killed fucking Leon yeah. Dreisaitl. Deserved um, more than one. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow, some way he didn't. Um, good to see Evander Kane gone. He was being a little piece of shit in that series. And he was non-existent in this playoffs, really. Dude, he, the only things I noticed Evander Kane do was cross-check Alex Petrantel a bunch of times. And then fight Keegan Colasar like once, yeah. Yeah. Like, and then he was punching him while I was on the ground. And yeah, I mean, that was uh that was good. So um what do we want to do our round three predictions? Sure. All right. I'll start with you, Thomas. All right. So we'll start with the Dallas Vegas series because we were just kind of touching on that. I'm gonna go stars and seven here. Think it'll be a close battle. Um the Stars just came off a grueling series, long series, and they're going to go longer again with another Game 7, I think. Um, they have such a good team. They roll four lines. Their defense, they have one big name, Miro Heiskin, on it, but the other guys step up and do the work defensively as well. Like, you have Joel Hanley just trotting out there, Thomas Harley trotting out there, and it works for that team. Like, it's just it's the Peter DeBoer effect in the first year of coaching which is incredible for sure peter DeBoer, baby <laughs> like, that's that, that's incredible but on the vegas side like it's it's also impressive what they're doing they can run four lines everyone can hit everyone steps up in the big moment i know their goalie situation isn't the most thrilling thing in the world but if it works like it just keeps going i wouldn't be surprised if they enter the stanley cup final and pretty pretty impressive organization for what they've been able to do the last couple of years uh, i believe this is three conference finals uh then one stanley cup final appearance and uh yeah it's been pretty impressive from that the other side the east uh do we want to go to the east right now like i'll say mine yeah yeah, yeah. florida versus carolina this is <laughs> this is a hockey fanatics like worst nightmare having these two franchises in it because it's like really like why how is this but to us, it's okay. We like hockey, so we'll watch it whenever it's on. But it's weird. I have the Panthers. I think I said in our group chat, Russo, I think I said six or seven, but I'm going to go six, Panthers and six. Bobrovsky keeps playing the way he's playing. Kachuk just goes God mode, which he's been doing the whole Stanley Cup playoffs. They get some scoring from Barkov. I don't see why not this team could beat Carolina. The only issue is you're running into an awesome defense in Carolina. They also can run four lines uh, like the two other teams in the Western Conference. And everyone seems to step up for that Carolina uh, Hurricanes team. And that's why they have that coach, Rod the Bod, man. You'd run, run, run through a wall with that guy as your coach. So although I have the Panthers in six, it'll be a good series. It'll be a tough series for each of the teams. And basically all four of those teams, it's going to be a tough series, grueling series for sure. I'll go. I got in the West. I'm trying to like think of strength of competition, like how the teams have come through. And rating Seattle and Edmonton is hard. Uh, my hunch says Dallas and six. I think Vegas is magic. They were two teams going into the playoffs. I was like flip-flopping between them and the bracket. And I ended up settling on Edmonton instead. That was a mistake. I'm going to say Dallas and six. They're such a solid team. Both these teams match up like incredibly well. Um... Dallas kind of it's been a little bit more hardened. They've had to go through it. I think they're a little bit more complete of a team. Better goaltending, obviously, that plays a big part in it. If it goes seven, Thomas, like you said, like 
always got to pick the goaltending in it. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Dallas in six, and they're going to go back to the cup final. Sorry, Vegas, but either team, either team here, like, really. Um, and then in the East, I saw the way that the Leafs were able to pretend that they scored goals, and it was across the ice, get Bobrowski moving, which is Carolina's strength of scoring. They open up the def- the defense of the opponent, and they catch them moving across the ice. They do it really well, and it's Florida's weakness. And I think Carolina is such a better team in that uh, aspect that they'll be able to overcome whatever Florida can throw at them. Along with defensively, they're not going to allow Florida to get behind them the way that uh the way that Boston did and the way that the Leafs did. Like Carolina's not giving up a breakaway shorthanded. They're not doing it. Uh I'm gonna say sorry Florida. I'm gonna say it again. Carolina in five. He's five, eh? Add an extra game on to either one, Dallas and seven, Carolina and six. I could see that happening, but I'll go Dallas and six, Carolina in five. I'm sorry. All right. Um, I'll start in the West because I think uh, this series to me is the more intriguing series. I think of the two. Um, I think both are they're they're both really good teams. I mean, Vegas they've really bounced back. Obviously from last year, they had a ton of injuries last year. It seemed like they can really never get their footing, but. I mean, they've kind of proved this playoffs how dominant they can be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they they took Winnipeg down very easily. Didn't even really give them a fight. Uh, they did a really good job against the Oilers, obviously. You know, you have the two best players in the world that you're playing against, and they did a really good job against them. Um, And they've just – they've looked better than I think any of us thought they might, especially considering the goaltending – whether it's Aiden Hill or Logan Thompson or Laurent Passois or Jonathan Quick, I mean, they just seem to get it done. Um, and you add in the Jack Eichel factor, who's been so goddamn good for them. I mean, he's come exactly as advertised. And for any of those people who say Buffalo won the trade in the landslide, I mean, you just got to look over what Buffalo what Eichel's doing in uh, in Vegas. And I mean, it looks pretty even if you if I were to say so myself. You look at the Dallas end, and I they were my going to the cup final uh, when I – obviously when we did our whole prediction, I said it's first year Pete DeBoer. They're probably one of the more complete teams in the playoffs, um, and they're four wins away from getting there. Um, Tom, you said it right. Like this – the Dallas team, they do everything so well. They, they're deep up front. They're really good on the back end. They obviously have a world-class goalie in Ottinger, even though at times against mm-hmm. Seattle, it didn't seem like it. Uh, but, I mean, you go look at game seven, and he was unbelievable, right? So, um, and especially if Jason Robertson can get going, like mm-hmm. that's just another just added guy who scored 46 goals this year. Like, if this guy even gets to 75% of that in this series, I mean, I mean, they're, Dallas is already firing on all cylinders. Imagine you add Robertson scoring to that, I mean, it's almost over for Vegas. In saying that, I'm going to pick Dallas. I'm going to pick them in seven. Um, 
I think this is going to be a fucking fantastic series. And for anyone saying that it's going to be boring or we don't want this series, this is going to be an awesome series. I think they're, these are the, they were the two best teams in the West, right? That's right. Uh, and, yep. Well, Colorado snuck up there at the end, but no. these were basically all year up until probably the last two months of the year. These were the two top dogs in the West, right? Obviously, Colorado ended up winning the division, but that doesn't really matter. Um, it's for sure T- Pete DeBoer. I mean, he always seems to, to find a way to get there, even if they don't get it done in the finals. But I think if Dallas does make it there, I mean, I think they can probably do some damage. Uh, so I'll take Dallas in seven. Moving over to the East. Again, all the people saying that no one's going to watch this series. I'm going to be watching every goddamn minute of this series. I think Carolina, Florida, I think this is going to be awesome. Um, on one hand, you've got these hurricanes who I think a lot of people counted them out, man. I like, did. Me and Tom did. <laughs> like a lot of people counted these guys out. No Svechnikov. They didn't have Pacioretty. They lose Tara Vinen. Who like, I believe might be back. Has been skating, but he broke his wrist. Like, how quickly can you come back from that? Um, Freddie Anderson stepped in, and he's been phenomenal for them. Um, I know you guys probably hate hearing that. And Jacob Slavin is showing why he's one of the best defensemen in hockey. Right? He's been great for them. Jordan Martinuk. Look at this guy go. He was on waivers. He was on waivers to start the year, this guy. And he had just like nine points in five games in the playoffs. Um, I think it's going to be a great series. Obviously, you got Matthew Kachuk on one side, who's who was a Hart Trophy finalist. We didn't even mention that. Matthew Kachuk's a Hart Trophy finalist. Kill me. Um, <laughs> but I think it's going to be a great series, honestly. And I, I think you obviously got Bobrovsky, who's playing so well on one side. You got Freddie Anderson, who's playing also great on the other I think this is going to be a fantastic series, man. And I I don't care what people are saying. If you don't like it, don't watch it. No one's right. forcing you to. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, and that's what's kind of pissed me off about the whole viewership thing. The NHL probably doesn't <laughs> fucking care. No, These the are NHL two... fucking cares a lot. Well, Carolina is a huge market. They're huge. They sold out a fucking outdoor game this year in a football stadium. They're not so... a big TV market. Well, that's what guess matters. what? I don't care. This is going to be good goddamn hockey, and that's all I care about. My heart... I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying this series is going to suck. Um, My heart is saying take the Panthers because of Matthew Kachuk. My brain is saying take the Hurricanes. So, in that case, I also think this series is going to go the distance just because Bobrovsky has shown he can steal games, at least the way he's playing. Um... I will take the Hurricanes. I'll take them in seven. If we get two seven-game series in this playoffs, in this in this round, I will be stoked. Also, can um, we get a triple OT? Because I bet that on the score app. And, uh, <laughs> that's not ha- like every other year, triple OT happens. And then this year... Have we had a game go to double OT yet? The only one that was close was the first game of the Stanley Cup playoffs with Dallas and Minnesota. It went to yeah. double OT. It was two oh, minutes Oh, you're right. It did go to double it. OT. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was an incredible yeah. game. I didn't know you could bet that. You just you bet, could. like, will there be a triple OT in the playoffs? Yep. <laughs> wow. And it has happened. <laughs> it's it's crazy, though. Like, you look at the four teams left, and it's like, they, it's like the Stars have Ottinger. Uh, the Panthers have Bobrovsky. The Hurricanes have Freddie. And then you look at Vegas. And it's like, they got Aiden Hill. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be a good conference finals. I I, I know people. It's not as flashy as Edmonton, um, Colorado last year, or who did Tampa face in the the Rangers. It's not yeah. as high flying as that series. But look, man, these are four teams that, quite frankly, we don't really get to see that much of during the regular season. You know, I don't know how many games you guys are sitting down and watching the Hurricanes or the Dallas Stars. I know I didn't. Um, but I think you want to grow the game in different markets. I'm like, this is kind of the way. Yeah. You know, I think it's, and I think it's going to be really good. All I'm of excited. these teams, uh, kind of Florida aside, all of these teams were tops in their division, tops in their conference, and they all are built very similar. To one another. Well, Florida wasn't top, but yeah. Like you said, besides Florida. Yeah, oh, I'm besides sorry. Florida. I didn't hear that. Like they're yeah. all built everywhere. Forward defense. Defense especially. Yeah. They all everybody plays a fairly similar esque style. Like I know the Hurricanes don't score, but like Dallas does and I mean the Hurricanes were scoring quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm wanting Dallas and Carolina, so it'll be the battle of the fins for the Stanley Cup. So, I saw someone post this, and I kind of agreed. If the Hurricanes win, they win the cup. There's a Rod Brindamore statue outside the NC Arena, right? You win it as a player, you win it and as a coach. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, yeah, like you almost I have to have agree. To. Yeah, like that's incredible. If they if like look, they're still eight wins away, but that'd be that'd be nuts. So we'll see. I mean, I like I said, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be good hockey. I really do. I think these are look, I, I wanted the Panthers to lose early on, but the more I've watched them and the more I've gone to watch Kachuk, it's like fuck, I want to keep watching this guy play. Because he's uh he's one of the better talents in the league, obviously. So um you guys have anything left to add on those uh those two series? No. My no. Dallas Stanley Cup pick could still come true. I mean, I think we all still have one team that could who did make you? Our... Who did you? You had Dallas and who else? Rangers. Yeah, I had Dallas Devils. And, and then Tom, Tom had I... Leafs Vegas. Yes. You have Vegas. Yeah. Though. And then Joe so... had Boston Edmonton, which is gone. My <laughs> original bracket. I hate it, man. My original bracket was so right. Oh. <laughs> uh... I think, like, even for a moment, I had Florida. Like, <laughs> when I was going through it, I had everything right. I had fucking Carolina going through. I had the Devils going through. Uh, the West was nearly perfect. And, like, everything would have been... I would have... I had, besides Florida, I would have had the Leafs, Carolina, Dallas, Vegas, in the conference finals, and I just... Nope, went against my went against my brain. Yeah, that's had, what happens every time. Had a Leafs Oilers in the end, and I just nope, wasn't right. So, so the Canadian curse still is alive. Thirty-one years counting, which is mathematically really impressive. <laughs> like to keep going at like forty, because <laughs> on average, I think they should win every four years. Mm-hmm. Or seven Canadian teams in thirty-two. It's like roughly every four years. Man, it's impressive. I love my I love the argument of how like Batman doesn't want Canadian teams to win. It's like 
Maybe if Canadian teams weren't all run like shit. Yeah. Vancouver, shit show. Calgary, shit show. Edmonton, for the most part, shit show. Montreal, shit show. Ottawa, fucking disaster. Winnipeg, um, those guys hate each other. Toronto, uh, mm. outside of star star players suck ass. Yeah, like outside of Ottawa and Toronto, because Ottawa will be fairly, they're fairly well run at this point once Melnick died. Um, it's so bad outside of Ontario. Like the rest of the teams are kind of a clusterfuck. Yeah, no shit. It's yeah. Look at those Canucks. Poor Canucks. Uh, yeah. Um, do we have anything else? The world, uh, world championships. Elephant in the room. The Arizona Coyotes. Right. Yeah. Tom, go for it. Okay. I know you got a lot to say on this. Okay. Uh, because I kind of touched it. Touched on it uh, before we talked here. The Arizona Coyotes, and I feel really bad for them. This franchise does not deserve to go with the way that they are. Then again, what do we say? Don't put yourself in the position to be here. Uh, they went to a vote for their new arena and $1.7 billion of private money to build an event center. It's a brilliant, brilliant uh, complex that they have. It's a fantastic thing for the city. And I'm sad that it didn't go through in Tempe, Arizona. The only issue with it is city council didn't approve it themselves. They put it up to a public vote. And you know who doesn't care about hockey? The public of Arizona. And the other issue with it is it's in a residential neighborhood of mostly single-family homes. Not necessarily the place where you would want this type of event center. Now, it's not, like, the worst area to put it in. It's right on the outskirts of a growing city. It wouldn't have been isolated for very long. The issue that the Coyotes ran into and the reason this entire franchise is moving is because of a thing called NIMBYism, where you've got a whole bunch of families and parents saying, this is going to bring noise, this is going to bring traffic, it's going to get a bunch of drunk fans in my neighborhood where I have to sleep, I have kids playing in the yard, I don't want this here. It's too much commotion for my neighborhood i am voting against this and to their credit like it's not necessarily it's the what's good for v is uh not good for me and as a resident you have to look past that but you own a home there i get it you don't want to have this in your backyard it's unfortunate that it went to the public um Parents and homeowners are the ones that are effectively moving this franchise. They didn't have a chance. Man, the airport sued them because the arena was under a flight path. Like, planes had plans to go through the fucking arena. Like, what did? why did they need to be sued for that? Um, ironically, it was actually due to the space underneath, supposed to be for uh low-rise residential and that's why they were sued because it wasn't commercial space 
and just unfortunately unfortunately for the coyotes that's where that's where this all ends so do you guys have any thoughts of where they'll end up anywhere but arizona they they, they should have never even been there to begin with it's all no. just betman had a hard on for arizona they should have been moved a very long time ago they should have been. They thought I they mean, were sneaky by <laughs> naming, uh, renaming Phoenix to Arizona. And then everyone's like, wow. <laughs> they thought they were sneaky. <laughs> I just don't fully get, like, like, they've been trying to keep them there for so long. And it's just like, for what reason? And, like, and the whole... I don't know, I'm seeing Salt Lake City, potentially, Utah. Houston always I want, seems like I want up. Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah would be a great one. Yeah. Like I think it's kind. Of, it really does suck that like it's fucking homeowners that finally was like, uh, finally snapped the neck of the coyotes. Because without them, they're still trying this. They're still gonna be in. Phoenix. Yeah. Well, how many how many years have they been trying to get this Tempe deal to go through? Lots. Been, I think what last been, five years. Been like right? five years. Yeah. They've been trying, and it got so bad they had to move into a fucking college arena. Like, seriously, did people really think that was going to work? Cool. It looked great. Seemed like a good time, but it's not. It was never going to be logical for them to do that for more than a couple of years, obviously. So, I mean, the quicker they get this figured out, I think it's to be better for the league. Get them in a fucking better market. They weren't even able to sell out a 5,000 seat arena on a nightly basis. You know, put them in a city where there's going to be the fans are going to be better. Give them better ownership because obviously, the I, I remember I was listening to Connor Garland after he got traded and he was like, "Yeah, they couldn't even get us our paychecks. Like multi million dollar owner organization can't get them their fucking paychecks." So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's it's time. It's time. So, sucks for the sucks for the uh, the fans. Sucks for the players who are being dragged through this, and everybody that's had to go through Mullet Arena. But here we are. Thank you to every parent in Arizona for finally killing the hopes of the Coyotes. So. Yeah. Do you think they're going to rename the name when they relocate or keep Coyotes? Uh, depends. There is depends. I think so, right? It if they feels... go somewhere new, give it a new slate. Like, yeah, yeah, I'd go, I'd go completely new. And you know what the shit part about it is? Is still like, is the Winnipeg organization still following the Coyotes, which is going to be following this new? Like, why is that a thing still? Like, yeah. So, like, are the Winnipeg Jets now the like Salt Lake City like, fucking like like Team Musolani leads the Salt Lake City Thunderbirds or something in points? Yeah. Like, doesn't make sense. So. Oh, anyways, I think we're done here. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the world championship pool, I'm still in the lead. Roos is up my ass. Tom, you're in third, and Joe is uh, in last again. So he gets first waiver pick on um, what, when does the knockout phase start? Thursday or Friday? Thursday. Thursday. Oh, tomorrow. wait, for the double IHF. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Might be Thursday, Friday. I don't know. But they have to be done before then, I think, right? Yeah. So. That's it. I'm I'm good. All right. Um. So that's gonna do it for this one. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Brandon Lee Pod. Um. 
Let's have a great conference finals. Final four about to begin. Have a good one.